Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are here live in D.C., excited for a great show and the love light we are going to be bringing to this show for sure. So, Andrea from uh, Red Carp Connections, the co-host, and how are you doing, Andrea? I'm feeling absolutely oh, alive and fun this morning. <laughs> Part of it is because I want to wish you happy birthday, Ken. Uh, those of uh, that are joining the show today are super excited to participate in your birthday celebration, which one of the things that's most important to you is peace, love, and happiness and spreading smiles across the world. So talking about the Love Light Festival is exactly what fits in with your realm of what you want to have out in the world. So I'm super excited to have this as your birthday celebration. Yes, thank you. I, I think that this theme is as congruent as I could possibly ask it to be for my celebration of life, and I'm certainly excited to have my brother on the on the air again. We had a short conversation with him uh, about a week ago, Sid McNary, and he has been just a true friend to me for at least 10 years, changed my life, and he's changing again with this show and this opportunity to connect with uh, Wynn Paris. So let's bring on Sid McNary. You want to give a, a big intro to him? I do want to. So, Sid, I've had a lovely time getting to know him. He's a absolute warrior who lives fully in peace. And his path to healing and inspiring others was destined after being a past football coach. Sid's yoga journey started with meditation at eight years of age who with coaches who taught him how to meditate. And he really took that and prospered beginning the physical prospect, uh, practice of yoga to find physical and emotional healing. And as he developed and realized the health benefits, he's been doing this now um, and in solving different problems that he had in his own life for over 30 years that all of a sudden went away with all of this magic from yoga. So I can, I will, I must is the mantra used in the McNary household and how he lives his life. So he's uh, an author. He's done wonderful things. His last book is The Warrior Within. And he is now on a mission of spreading peace throughout the world, similar to you, Ken. And you can follow Sid on Instagram at Sid McNary. Sid, standing ovation to you, and welcome to the show. <laughs> awesome. So good to be here. Thank you both for having me on. And happy birthday to my man, Ken, and, and uh, many, many more for you. And I know you're enjoying your time with, with the newborn, and or new, he's not newborn anymore, but with your boy. And all those things. So it's great to be here. Thanks again. Thank you. I took a, a journey back to New England where I took my son when he was uh, exactly six weeks old. So we rekindled him with family and we saw the beautiful sights of Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire and Rhode Island. And wow, that is that is the place to be. And the traffic is definitely uh, dictated that you're going to wait hours to be in God's country, so to speak. <laughs> right. No doubt. So yeah, then it, it is a fun place. You know, I think it's funny, um, or interesting, I guess is a better word for it, that when you're playing at a 1% level and you're playing to really make a difference in the world, who shows up on that journey? Because you've been in this conversation just like I have for quite a while, since at least, for me, at least 2008 when I met you. And it's just interesting that we have synchronicity happening all the time. We, we never 
go six months or a year without hearing that one or the other is actually at an event or doing something big or speaking on stage. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you are so committed and that at the recently at the Mind Grove Outdoor Speaker Series, you gave me a shout out and it just kind of shows that how present you are in the audience. And I realized that day that you were, you went up there and you said, you know what, I'm not going to speak on what I was going to speak. I'm going to speak from my heart and just uh, share with the crowd uh, what it is to be an entrepreneur, what it is to be on a path to actually making a difference in the world. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. It was a, it was a great uh, time to take the stage and, and just share. Yeah. To have someone like yourself or Vince and Todd and all those people that from mine grub and, and just to, you know, continue on this journey and to watch all of us evolve into that 1%. I mean, that's, you know, we, I remember we, we were in like a little hole in the, as a studio and you were getting started on all the different things that you're doing now. And Vince was in his beginning stages and you published the first book I did and, and he printed it and, and now look at us now. So it's, it's pretty awesome <laughs> for sure. It is. You know, he, he was always there for me when he, I said, hey, I got this idea. I want to do this. And he has brought me into a lot of opportunities. So it really makes a difference who's in your sphere of influence and, and how they actually operate in an unconditional way. I wanted to go right to what you're up to now because the last time we had you on the air, it led to some really powerful conversations to include this entire show. So what actually got you involved in the Love Light Festival? Well, what got me involved with the Love Light Festival was when came to my studio, who started the Love Light Festival. He came way back, and it was when I was starting in my music part of my journey, and and uh, so we connected in that way. And he performed at my studio and and encouraged me to just share my voice and really put it out there. So that that gave me the beginning of just opening my vibration and and tapped into something deeper, you know, that it, to get on the stage and sing in front of people, it's one thing to speak, but then all of a sudden to sing and, and you got to find a key and remember, remember what you're trying to say and, or at least sing. And, and, uh, so he put me on that, on that trajectory for another vibration. And so that, that's been huge in my life just to, you know, I say it in one of the songs, sit on the side of my bed and make up songs. And then all of a sudden I'm singing in front of people and connecting in that way and, and sharing a different vibration. Cause it growing up, I'd listened to a lot of music that was about shoot them and kill them and, and all the different things. And, and so to be able to have a voice of, of a higher place that people can reach for, uh, has really inspired me to continue to elevate myself. So it's, it's just been great to work with Wynn and the Love Light Festival and, and to be a partner on that. You know, I sponsor it, and and, uh, and then we continue to grow. So like you said earlier, uh, Wynn is one of those five people that I'd count on being in my life to continue to elevate with and, and reach into a higher place. So it's, it's a phenomenal, the last couple of years has been a phenomenal uh, festival, and so it's been great to be part of it. And it was very interesting. Uh, well, you've brought up the word uh, vibrance, vibrancy, and I wanted you to actually share with the audience that may not be in tune with how powerful it is and um, how you actually reach that zone. Can you share that? Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, Andrea said earlier, I was very blessed early on to have, well, one, the parents I had. They 
they live from a higher vibration and, and have always been willing to, not that they were, did everything the way they would do it. I watched them with my, with their, with my kids. So they treat them and do different things uh, because they've been willing to grow in their vibration inside. And, and we all are a vibration, you know, it, we all start from a vibration that triggers and, and brings so many things forward. And, and so I was very fortunate to have the parents and then the coaches that taught me to meditate from eight years old all the way through my high school coach and coaches I played for in college. And, and then I began to teach meditation before I ever taught yoga. And then to get back to strengthening, because I, I really feel that over time I've learned that my body is just like a radio and it tunes into a frequency and those are the things I attract to me. And so I needed something to realign me when I started to lose my way in a sense. And, and so the yoga practice and my Native American heritage uh, sitting on the mountain lifted that vibration up. And, and that was actually in the beginning where we came together. You know, I had just shifted back out of football, uh, coaching football and, and into this yoga life and, and then I moved uh, to Maryland shortly before that, and, and we met shortly after I began that. So that was, you know, that was a vibrational shift for me, and I, I can't speak for where you were coming from when we first met. Uh, I can only speak for myself. And, and over the years as I've lifted, every time I hit a new place, like right now, uh, we seem to vibrate and move each other forward, whether we do something together like we're doing right now on your radio show or, or we just go catch lunch. It's always an interaction that sparks us both into a new place. You know, it's, we're like two tuning forks. And if one's higher, as long as it holds that frequency, the other one lifts to it. So I really appreciate you bringing uh, that level of energy and vibration as a tuning fork in my life. Well, thank you as well. Uh, the vibrancy is available to everyone, though. It's whether you're tuning in, correct? And I guess the level at which you want. Right. And uh, the other part I would just say is if you are in a conversation, a spiritual conversation, and it's directed to uh, contribution and uh, impact and purpose, I would say that's probably why our vibrancy is somewhat aligned. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, um, you know, being able to help someone else lifts us all up. You know, it's, it's like that old saying. And when I was coaching football, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so if you don't help someone who may be down a little bit and help them lift up to a higher place, if you have the means to do that, then you're kind of missing because your vibration won't move higher. And I see it the more I've had an opportunity to, meet people that are operating, you know, the wealth of the world. A lot of them reach back and do some powerful things that that lift people up that most people don't see, you know. Even the people that we, that some people consider themselves disliking, they're usually doing something for someone else. And so that's a big part, you know, for sure. Well, since the show's called Amplified and we're talking about vibrancy, it's it's kind of a synonymous, not perfectly synonymous, but it it has a complimentary sense to it. And I wanted to, I guess, give value to the audience right now by talking about how you can connect with your vibrancy and 
and how meditation creates clarity and focus and attracts what you're looking for in, in life. You want to speak on that? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, like I said, meditation practice starting at eight years old, and, and I've been very fortunate to take my meditation practice, and I mean, you can see it in sports today. You know, it wasn't a big buzz when I left coaching football in 2004 as it is today. And, and you know, at first it was, okay, we're going to find a, a new way to stretch our bodies and be open. And now everyone understands that getting into that place where your mind is steady gives you, puts you in that flow, that flow state, uh, which in sports we call the zone. And, and that's so important to create that level of vibration that allows you to flow and decipher what it is you want to hold on to in your life and not to be attached to it, but to, to bring it in and let that open and then let other things flow through. Um, you know, so it has a lot to do with faith and, and getting, being willing to just sit still, you know, sit still and, and feel what those vibrations are, especially, you know, right now Mercury's in its weird place and Mercury retrograde. And some people don't even know about that in their, in their vibrational pull. So they, during this time, they may feel a sense of being off in their vibration. Mm -hmm. And if they Mm -hmm. learn how to sit in that, then they can actually understand how it's, how it's helping in their communication to shift them into a higher vibration. So it's, I love just being able to observe that. And that happens in my meditation practice. Yeah. Mercury's messing some things up. Things are out of sync. (laughs) <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> yeah I mean if you're really um, I guess if you're really clear of how th- flow works th- things are not in flow with uh, Mercury how, why does that happen you know I, I guess it's the the rotation of the planets and how they align and, and it's all it's all vibration uh, you okay. know so it's energy it cells in a wall are just right. vibrating what's that it, it's energy and it's how energy yeah, flows. One of okay. okay. Well, I want to uh, give Andrea an opportunity to ask a question, then we're going to bring Wynn in for uh, as soon as possible. Thank you, Ken. Uh, so, Sid, <clears throat> uh, two things. So, one is being trained in hypnosis of, over the last uh, year, I've been practicing more meditation and and chilling out to uh, take different things in. And so one of the things that I have noticed is that when I'm in an event where things are very hurried and fast paced, um, it's very, uh, where I not, didn't used to want to go and be by myself. I'm finding that I now want to do that and, and need that quiet time to regroup. So I wondered if you'd address that. And then the second question is because you're going to Love Light Festival, this big, wonderful interactive event where there's so much going on, I'm really curious how you're interactively bringing the yoga in with all these thousands of people and would like you to address that too, where you're doing that literally in a huge group of people. (laughs) Right. So I'd say first when I'm at a big event, because I have, it's almost like a muscle. And so when, when we work a muscle, it gets stronger. And, and so, yes, early on, and I needed to find that space of, of just getting connected to the peace inside of myself. 
because that's really what I uh, look at that, whether it's in flow or when I'm in flow, I'm, I'm at peace. And so early on, it used to be the hecticness of, of people talking or uh, wanting to ask questions before I ever even start to talk. I wanted to have that space alone. And then once I got to a place of, of really strengthening this peace within, I'm able to hold it when, no matter where I am. And so that's, that's been a big part with my meditation practice. Early on, it was, I meditated, I had to be alone. Now I can meditate if I'm on my motorcycle, if I'm out fishing, if I'm in a crowd, I can find that peace within myself. And that, that started with my meditation practice being uh, one, so focused and disciplined, but to sit in that place alone and let it open up. And then all of a sudden it grew into, yes, where I can be with uh, the number of people that the thousands of people that'll be at Love Light Festival and, and not only bring myself into that vibration, but because I've, I've gotten to a place of holding it, I can send and help others reach that vibration for themselves as well. So that, that's what I love about the festival. So many people are, are gathering with an intention for creating uh, peace or, or whatever the vibration, obviously it's love. And so when they're coming together for that, it's a little, I find it a little easier to pull everyone together in that way. Well, we're going to bring on Wynn uh, because we are excited to hear more about Love Life Festival. And can people uh, tell people how they can connect with you? And uh, you can also give the website for Love Light. Awesome. So people can connect with me uh, at sidmcnary.com. Uh, they can also look me up on any of the social medias as Sid McNary, S-I-D-M-C-N-A-I-R-Y. And then... The Love Light Festival, you can find that on all the social medias as Love Light Festival, as well as uh, their website. And when is that event? The event is September 21st through the 23rd. Uh, I'll be teaching, and, and as well as my son, Sid will be teaching uh, Saturday and Sunday. I'll teach on Sunday, as well as uh, the Nahi, my group, will be performing on Sunday as well. And that's the big 2018, and where is it located? Uh, it's right here in Reisterstown, Maryland. So it's really close and convenient for people to fly in to all the different airports. You know, they can fly in easy at BWI or, or Philly and be an hour and a half away and and, uh, and then in D.C. And so it's, it's great. I love that they're doing it here because it is, you know, it's kind of like that center of a five-point star. You know, you can get to Pittsburgh, New York. Uh, Philadelphia, DC. Yeah. So it's, it's so great that, that it's so easily accessible for so many people to come to the area. And people coming from all over the United, uh, all over the planet, right? You got it. You got it. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I know friends that have already booked their tickets from Florida and, and many other places, uh, Boston and, and we've got an, an advanced teacher training going at the same time. So, when you come for the teacher training, we're actually finishing up the last three days at the Love Light Festival. We have a room set up for, for us to get together and, 
and uh, and do that. So you can find that on the website, SidMcNary.com, or, or go to the LoveLightFestival.com and, and see everything there and get your tickets. Wonderful. Well, we're going to actually bring Wynn on right after the break, so we're going to go to break. This is Ken Rashan with Amplified Radio and Influencer Channel, Voice America, uh, hosted and sponsored by Big Events USA, the Red Carpet Connection, and Perfect Publishing. We'll be back in a minute. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Roshan with Amplify on the Influencer Channel of Voice America. We are indeed sponsored by Big Events USA, and we are covering a very big event, the Love Light Festival, which we're going to be talking to one of the co-founders, Wynn Paris. And it was dawning on me during the break how important it is to download your, your mind and your heart, because had Sid McNary not downloaded his heart and his, his amazing content into a book, we wouldn't have had a collaborative project to actually produce his very first book. And the one thing that's interesting about publishing your first book is once that's successful, you can continue on and just have tons of content, whether it be music or, um, or other documentaries or books, because you have the confidence that you're providing content and your marketing's in place to actually uh, have the distribution taken care of. So I'm really proud of Sid McNary that he's continued his pathway of providing content and leaving a, a, an amazing legacy. 
So let's talk about the next person who's going to be on the show, Wynn Paris. Andrea, um, with the Red Carpet Connection, if you can please give a wonderful introduction to Wynn. Well, Wynn Paris is originally from Redstone Arsenal, Alabama, and he is a new age and world beat musician producer with a special focus on yoga music and kirtan, the call and response singing of vodka yoga. He has done so many really cool things in his life from combining the chanting and the American music, um, including jazz, gospel, blues, and rock music, as well as world beat rhythms and uh, reggae scales. He has done so much interesting, more information by adding in English and Sanskrit within his music, as well as pulling um, other sitar-like instruments from India. So with all this world knowledge of instruments and music, he has been able to pull together such a following of people who have wanted to work with him as many notable musicians over the world. And he's even played for the Yoga Ball, celebrating President Obama's second inauguration. So welcome to the show, Wynn. We're so excited to hear about all the names of all the wonderful people that you've worked with in your world. So standing ovation to you. Thank you, Andrea, and happy birthday, Ken. Hello. Thank you, Wynn. So, very excited to have you on the show for a multitude of reasons. One, you're a musician. Two, you're creating quite a movement with this uh, message of love. And and third, that I just am such a – I love to hear when people are making a difference using love, music, and community. So, welcome to the show. Tell us about uh, what caused all this to happen. Oh, it's such a long story. I could start from the top. Um, <laughs> my grandmother was into yoga back in the 50s, and my grandfather was a jazz DJ. And he, was, uh, he worked with Sidney Bechet, and he, he was in, out of Boston. Uh, and I just think that, you know, if you believe in karma, I think I'm just kind of living out my grandparents' karma. I got into, first I got into rock and roll. Even though my grandparents introduced me to jazz when I was young, I didn't like it. Um, I liked I liked rock and roll, so uh, I got into it. And then when I turned thirty, uh, I started getting more into yoga, and so the two worlds kind of came back together. And they were both alive at that time, which was great. So they got to see they got to see me live out their fantasies and and how everything had progressed from the forties and the fifties to at this time, you know, the early uh, millennium. So well, I'm curious. As a lot of musicians, I started as a as a performing musician, and I've toured for you know, twenty years. And but eventually, I started getting into being a producer, and um, and I was involved in helping produce this uh, the Free Tibet movement in Washington D.C. And that was in the in the mid '90s. And uh, I was helping Tibetans. They didn't have a voice, you know, and and those horrible things happening in Tibet and China. So I decided to get arrested in front of the, in front of the, as a civil disobedience in front of the Chinese embassy to protest the Free Tibet movement, and I was arrested with uh, Michael Lang, who uh, Michael Lang is a producer of the Woodstock Festival. I was arrested with one of his relatives, so we became friends, and they connected me with Michael, and you know I'm, I'm kind of a music historian as well, and, and so. It, connected with Michael, and it turns out that yoga music was a lot older than I thought that they had it at Woodstock, so we became friends, and after many years of touring, uh, I, I suggested, hey, why don't, we, why don't we make a festival like Woodstock, except just focusing on the peace and the love part of it, and the yoga part of it, not maybe so much about the big rock stars, and to my surprise, he was like, okay, so we partnered up, and 
the Love Light Festival. It's kind of, we just try to live up to our name. You know, we just try to create a lot of positive energy. There's no alcohol, which is really different for festivals. There's no drugs. And, and there's a wide range of people because we have a lot of original Woodstock fans in their 60s and 70s. And then we have lots of cool kids and DJs and you know, rock bands. So the age range goes from, you know, from actually children, from children of the, of the yoga people to, you know, mid-20s all the way to mid-70s. Awesome. And tell us about uh, Kim Maddox, how she plays a role. Well, Kim is my partner in life. Uh, my love, and she's also the the sort of workhorse of everything because I get to be the musician that goes out and meets cool people like Sid. And Kim Kim was a a, a professional uh, conference planner. And when we met, uh, and probably 15 years ago, we met made a bet to each other. Uh, we were like, whoever is going to be more successful, well, that person will follow. You know. So, and I was pretty confident because I was playing with. Yeah, at that time, there were a lot of rock stars that wanted to get into yoga, and I was playing with Rick Allen from Def Leppard and all these amazing musicians, so I was really confident that I was going to be the successful one and that she would end up you know, jumping in the bus with me and going on tour forever. But, shockingly, no to me, she became very successful in, the, in uh, producing and planning uh, large corporate events and convention industry work and worked with the American Association of Community Colleges and planned their annual convention for years, and she just blew up. So, you know, as a sort of compromise, because I, did, I wasn't ready to sort of, okay, work in Washington, D.C., you know, in the events industry, you know, the corporate world. And she didn't like it either. I mean, she was successful, but there's not much soul in it. We decided to, to mix our worlds, and, you know, again, Michael jumped in as our partner. So the three of us really are the co-founders of Love Light Festival. And uh, what, was the, what was the decision about picking Baltimore as the, as the festival? Well, Baltimore has an incredible artistic scene. I mean, it's hard to describe. But I think it's because maybe there are four or five art schools in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So on one level, there's a level of artistry that's, that, that, and expressiveness that's really unusual in this country. And on another level, we were still living in Washington, but it was super expensive uh, to rent a property or anything in Washington. So right. Baltimore was just an hour away, and we had a lot of friends that were and were there, so we just, you know, took it to Baltimore. It's still very, it's only an hour from D.C. Are you familiar with um, the Artist Compound in Baltimore, by any chance? The Artist Compound? I don't know if I know it by name, but I do know of several artist compounds where groups of artists live together and, uh, and work together collectively Sometimes they, they have uh, warehouses that they stay in. Okay. Sometimes they they gather together, but it sounds like Baltimore. There's probably so yeah. much of it going on, I haven't even heard of that one. Well, I'm going to make a connection for you later. Her name is Chastity Salmer and China Fries. She, they own um, the Artist Compound, and they have 3,600 artists they represent. So I think that that would be a creative force to help um, get the word out. And also, obviously, they'd want to participate in some level, too. Wow. 3,600 artists, that's amazing. Yeah, she started it, I guess, about at least six years ago, and it's grown to this level, and I, I've been encouraging her to take the Artist Compound since it's a successful model locally and turn it into a national model. Well, we call Love Light the Yoga and Arts Festival, and yoga is sort of like the, I would say, it's a, <laughs> the central tent in the three-ring circus. Um, it's it's a, the driving force, but arts 
is also really strong, and we have live painters, we have dancers and fire performers, um, people that make recycled art, you name it, people in character, people in costume. We just want people to really express themselves and as long as, from a place of love. Everything is very positive. Well, why don't you share uh, a story that really moved you and caused you to w- want to expand this Love Life Festival? Well, something happened during your musical journey. Yeah, I, I had, I had, so playing yoga music. First of all, is a very interesting and new genre of music, and it started like with an Indian perspective. Obviously, it comes from India, but as yoga became more Western then more Western elements started showing up in all forms, meditation and hatha yoga and in the music of yoga. And pretty soon I found myself playing a wide variety of shows. Like I would play um, at, a, at a church one day and the next day I'd play at Sid's Yoga Studio and then I would play at like the National Zoo in Washington or I would play a transformational festival like Burning Man. Sometimes I would do uh, sort of hippie festivals, uh, just a huge wide variety of, of of gigs and I thought well if I'm not touring anymore if I could just take every gig that I ever played and put it into one show that's what it would be like so we have so many different styles of, and subcultures and genres uh, that come together at Love Light Festival that's amazing I wanted to uh, give some shout outs to the people that are actually playing and performing did you want to go through some of the the highlights of the performers and the talent oh yeah yeah uh our the, one of the headliners that i love the most is called rising appalachia and they are uh two young ladies who are they're going global right now they're actually touring europe as we speak they play sort of folksy americana music they play banjo and and violin and acoustic guitar and percussion but they have this message of sustainability and peace and me too and and, and just beauty you know medicine there's a, it's a whole genre that's coming it's called medicine music and trevor hall who we had last year is one that's there's five or six leading artists in that genre and we are very interested in that genre because what it stands for it's very much like almost sort of like what arlo guthrie pete seeger people like that did back in the day of having a real strong message and an acoustic uh, music behind it. So that's Rising Appalachia, super fantastic. You'll love them. And they have great harmonies. They're two sisters. They sing, their harmonies are perfect, like the Indigo Girls. That's one of their things they're known for. And we also, um, we have, of course, Krishnadas, who is it's called Kirtan. And Kirtan is, is what I'd call yoga music. And it's based on this, everybody singing together. It's almost like a gospel experience where, the crowd sings back and forth, call and response, all together for you know for the entirety of the performance. So we sing ourselves into the state of happiness because you know in this modern culture we don't sing that much anymore. But collectively, all through human history, you know people sing. That's what they, that's what we do. We sing all the time, and not only in church. We used to sing all of, like sailors would sing songs, army guys sing songs. It's just part of the human experience. And since electronic music and radio and everything has come around, I don't think we sing as much as we did in, in historically. So this genre of kirtan gives everyone a chance to sing together, and it's amazing how it just really moves people. So that, that is a big part of Love Life Festival is a kirtan 
And all the, again, it comes from yoga, and there's a lot of chanting yoga mantras and things. It's become very westernized. It embraces all the cultures. We sing gospel music. We sing Buddhist hymns. You name it. Just positive things like Bob Marley, positive lyrical content that's just sung together back and forth. And a third genre, which we're also promoting, is called IDM music. And this is what happens starting at midnight and going until about 5 in the morning. It's, uh, it's a form of electronica. We have EDM, electronic dance music. Everybody knows it's this big, giant, modern youth culture movement, which is all electronic, sampled, synthesized music. And the IDM is like a spiritual offshoot of EDM. It has a, you know, it's not very vocal. It's mostly instrumental, but it's inspired by higher consciousness and by peace and love. And the artistry, the sounds are not quite as aggressive as, as, uh, as EDM. There's no drug culture that goes with it. Actually, the culture that embraces IDM, which stands for intelligent dance music, is, uh, is a very conscious culture. It's the kids who are like sh- into shamanism and the kids that are into activism and uh, not only kids, but it's pretty much like Burning Man. It's a it's a youth uh, it's a youth culture, and and we just love it. So our our star IDM headliner, her name is Living Light, and uh, she's from also from Asheville, North Carolina. And so if you check her out, she makes some incredible music. Well, I am drooling because this experience has so many elements to it. It has the dose of love that everybody needs and wants and the people that don't think they want are the ones who probably need it the most but I I can just imagine the energy at this festival and how you can't bump in anyone without having that energy of love come into your life and into your spirit and then the second component of it which I don't think you've spoken too much about is the nutritional aspect of it The it, this is a very vegan proponent of the festival absolutely yeah <laughs> it's I don't usually lead with that because uh, uh, not everyone is into vegetarianism, but it is 100% vegan and vegetarian. Uh, What I like to tell people, though, is that it's really tasty. And even if you eat hamburgers, it's okay. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our attendees do. But for this one weekend, we just try vegetarian food. And we have incredible vendors and incredible cooks and chefs that prepare it in a way that it's so tasty. Um, that you know, people love it, and that elevates, I think, also the vibration. There's many, many things. It's hard to pinpoint any one thing about the show, but what I can say is there's a lot of hugging going on, a lot of connection, and you know, not everyone seems to sort of put down their cell phone for the weekend. You don't see a lot of like, you know, that cell phone screen, face to screen thing that's happening so much nowadays. There's a lot of personal connection, which is beautiful to see. Yeah, and, and those people that want to reconnect to the experience can do so after the event by going to your social media page. Do you want to share the uh, how, how to connect to social media and follow and get tickets? Sure. It's called Love Light Festival. The website is lovelightfestival.com, and there's a link on there to everything. And Love Light Festival is on Facebook and Instagram, or mostly Facebook and Instagram. I don't, I don't think we've made it to all the social media platforms just yet. And what is the uh, what is the actual address of the festival? The address is in Reisterstown, Mount Gilead Road. Reisterstown is just on the outskirts of, um, of Baltimore, very close to where Sid's original studio is. Um, okay. So if you were to 
take Baltimore and draw a circle around it for the Beltway, it would be about 10 o'clock. You know, that is correct. Heading north. And we're going to probably have lots, out of Baltimore. Well, we're going to have lots of signs in the Beltway that say where Sid's uh, yoga studio used to be. That way people know exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is amazing. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to that experience, especially uh, the fact that you are nourishing the 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 digestive system, the heart, the mind, the spirit with uh, love. This is really a phenomenal experience. I can't wait to be a part of it. You know, Sid may have shared this with you, Andrea, but we have the Keep Smiling movement, and I want to dedicate a Keep Smiling book just to capturing the love and light that these people are bringing because um, – I know you're aware of this, but the the people that are there are actually your ambassadors for love, and they're going to be leaving that event, and they're going to be spreading love around the world, and that shift in the world is what is actually going to make the world a better place to live. So I'm so thankful that you created this event. Well, thank you. It's it's really co-created by everybody. Right. Yes, it has been. And I want to bring Andrea on because she said she's had some great conversations with you, and she had a question or two. Well, I was super excited. I was just looking at more things on the Love Light Festival uh, uh, website, and I didn't realize you had so many people who were teaching different um, public Tantra classes. I'm, I'm trained in uh, teaching Tantra, and you used to teach it quite a bit, so uh, that's uh, super fun. But the question I had that I wanted you to share with everyone is the decision that you guys made to make the event drug and alcohol-free uh, compared <laughs> to the difference of Woodstock. <laughs> so if you'd address that. Well, you know, that was a tough one, but back in, uh, and I, Michael could answer that better than I could, but in 1969, I think part of the culture, you know, used, especially psychedelic drugs and pot, I think that was mostly it, to, uh, to liberate themselves, and in that there was a different time and a different place, and the drugs were different, and, and there's no judgment, you know, and, and I've, I understand that a lot of, there are a lot of pathways, legitimate beautiful things like ayahuasca and there's a whole consciousness around the shamanic or the medicinal use of these drugs. But for us, you know, we, as if you roll the clock 50 years forward, um, it's become a problem. And in yoga, and really this is at its core, it's a yoga festival. And yoga has like a zero tolerance, you know, for, for drugs. It's really just not part of the yoga tradition. And, and then on a very simple, you know, I'd say more mundane kind of way, not having drugs and alcohol is, is very beneficial for a festival. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to have as many police, you don't have to have all the security, you don't have to have all the medical issues, nobody's going to overdose at your show, which is nice. And, um, you know, so there, there's that reality to it. But all for whatever reason that we thought that we didn't want to have alcohol and drugs, um, what we found out actually was there was a huge demand for it. There are all these people like that have kids that went to festivals when they were young and they used to see the Grateful Dead, but they didn't want to bring their kids to that, to that element. So there was, so we, we have swamis and mommies. That's our joke uh, <laughs> at the show. It's true. Swamis and mommies. So we, we try to, we try to make this a rated G experience. And then it turned, turned out that this is the only thing of its kind. It's kind of sad, but um, but somehow we became very unusual in this, and you know we became very unusual that we're just trying to create love and light in a time which you know Michael will say reminds him very much of of the late fifties and the early sixties. 
you know, it's a climate of our culture. So we're just trying to take it to that higher octave that you guys, that Sid was talking about, about the vibrational pull, you know, of, of having a, having a high vibrational energy and being able to lift up a group of people or, uh, you know, a community and, you know, that vibrationally, I guess we would all say that drugs and alcohol kind of lower that, that frequency. Very good. So have you been to India? I have not been to India. Um, I have, I think it's because my grandmother loved Yogananda and he never, he came from India, but he, he didn't, his people didn't go. So I have, you know, I've been spent the whole time, my whole yoga path has happened here in America. And uh, that's what I was going to ask next is after this festival, what is what is next for Love Light? Well, we are going to, we're going to have our first mass large mega Love Light uh, is a lead up to Woodstock 50, and that's going to be on the weekend of June 29th in Northwest New Jersey. And that we've got a giant uh, field, a concert field, a former uh, festival site called Waterloo. And that's where we're going to try to take it up to a you know five to seven thousand person experience, and then the biggie, uh, Woodstock fifty, uh, which will you know, and being planned and being developed for later in uh, twenty nineteen. Very cool. And uh, do you see this being more of a global experience? Would you consider taking this to India? Well, Michael's always. You said, and I think also it, it, it expresses itself well as a small event. I'm not sure if there would ever be a drug-free, alcohol-free, vegan festival with 50,000 people, for instance. Um, so what I think will happen is that, you know, what we're hoping for is after 2019, uh, we'll take the show on the road and be sort of like a spiritual Lollapalooza, mm. where we just, you know, go. And who knows where it'll go? We'll go, I think, wherever, you know, the universe wants us to go. All right. Well, I want I want the audience to I guess learn more in more short burst of questions and answers. So we have something called rapid fire we do at the end of the show, and we're gonna Andre and I will be asking you and Sid some questions on how you got where you are and, and what's important in life. So I'll go ahead and start with you, Win, and then we'll go to Sid. So we'll go in that order. Uh, can you share a book or two that changed your life? Whom the gods would destroy. Story about the Trojan War from a perspective of a twelve-year-old. Really? Okay. And Sid? I'd have to say my own book, Warrior Within. Walking, writing it took twenty years, and that shifted my life a lot. And that's the new book, the second one. You got it. And and that's already out. It's available on yes, Amazon. Yes, it is. It's been out since November. Find it on Amazon or uh, on my website. Many different ways. Man, I got to go get a signed copy of that, Sid. Yeah, next time we go to lunch. <laughs> All right, Andrea. Favorite yoga pose? Upward dog. Sid? Frog pose. It's such a pain, and then I know a pleasure at the end. Nice. <laughs> right? uh, a musical artist that changed your life? Jimmy Andrews. Win. Jimi Hendrix, Sid, Krishna Das. I was out recruiting for football and heard God is real and couldn't stop playing, and I forgot to go out and recruit. <laughs> Andrea, um, biggest bucket list desire. 
swimming with dolphins. Oh, that's awesome. Mine is uh, opening a retreat center in the Dominican Republic. It's happening in January. So in process. Nice. And when? Um, favorite vegan dish? I just had these things that were like uh, coconut-covered um, tofu balls. They were amazing. They're sort of like the coconut shrimp except with tofu on the inside. And you can ask for that by uh, by that name at the festival, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get to that, yeah. All right, Sid? My favorite vegan uh, recipe would have to be just doll from Indian restaurants. I love doll. Andrea? Which is lentils, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, preferred spiritual leader to to listen to or to read? Dalai Lama. Awesome. I'd have to say the Dalai Lama as well, as, and also Desmond Tutu. They have a new thing uh, that they just came out with together, so I love listening to that. Wow. Um, so you mentioned some greats right there. Um, who did you meet that was at that level that really changed your spiritual life? Peter Gabriel. Sit. Grandmother Morningstar. Uh, she wasn't my biological grandmother, but she became my native grandmother and and changed the trajectory of my life in so many ways. Andrea? Superhero power that you wish you had. Invisibility would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is definitely the ability to awaken others' powers, and at the same time of awakening their powers, I get that power. (laughs) Awesome. That's like the the genie uh, in in the lamp saying, what three wishes do you want? First one is I want more wishes. (laughs) (laughs) You threw me on that one, Sid. That was a doggone good one. All right, so uh, let's go. Uh, let's go a little more vulnerable. Um, what is uh, something that you fear? When? Hmm. Not too much, thank God. I love Kali, and uh, I guess I fear that our civilization and global climate is going to destroy this beautiful world. Hmm. And I don't mean that in a, in a, I also mean that in a very personal way. Like, I love, okay, I love the beach in Florida, and I fear that it's going to disappear. Mm. Mm. Right on. My fear would be not accomplishing what I came on earth to do. Powerful. And I'm not even sure I know exactly what that is right now. <laughs> Andrea? Um, I'll go the opposite. So what's your proudest achievement? Hmm. I guess, uh, you know, helping Christian Doss record his uh, Pilgrim Heart album, being just being part of, of that, even though it was someone else's accomplishment, it was nice to play a small role in something amazing. And so I'm going to have to say two of them. Uh, one is to see my son take over yoga studios my other one 
doing so well with sports and college and then my daughter just being an absolutely amazing young woman that's about to take on the world and and to shift myself enough to to know on August 25th I I'll be happily married that'll be a first <laughs> that's cool well um since it's the love light festival uh in that proud moment you may have mentioned you can give a shout out to someone you love and say their name well i love kim my partner and the producer and the hard worker that's making the love light festival happen sid and i i love liz hunt i just look forward to our life together and and so amazing that she's been so much love in my life she's caused me to love people even more cool andrea final question Okay, so I, uh, Ken, I didn't hear you um, ask about their um, places to travel. So hopefully you weren't going to ask that as a final question. So places that you really want to go, gentlemen. I think I'd like to go to Spain. Whoa, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are you guys are congruent. Your vibrancy is there. Right. Let's go to Spain. Well, maybe we'll just go together. But I, I also <laughs> want to go on the way to Spain. I want to go to Lourdes, France, uh, and and check out the the healing waters of Mary. Oh, beautiful! And when have you done a book yet? I have not. I I certainly have the stories for it, but I I don't I don't seem to slow down for a second to be able to get a book out. But it's it's on the that's on my bucket list. Well, Sid will share with you that that's my passion uh, to help people download their heart and their mind and also to market it correctly so that it changes the world. So thank you very much, Wynn. Uh, go ahead and give uh, uh, your address on how people can follow and get the tickets. Lovelightfestival.com. Super. And Sid, a uh, final question for you, since I didn't really bring this up and this would be a kind of a cool shout out to Gregory. Um, your your song, what's it called, and how did Gregory Hammond impact your life? Set me free, and uh, just meeting someone else that's written a song called "Set Me Free" that is truly about bringing the world to peace uh, has been an inspiration and and sparked me to get back back in the studio and not quit. So I mm-hmm. appreciate the time that I've had with him, and and uh, hopefully I can get him to come on over to Love Light Festival and see us perform and, and all that stuff. So it's really awesome, awesome guy and, and enjoyed meeting with him and, and getting to know his story and why he's doing what he's doing. Cool. So Gregory Hammond's with the Global Gym for Peace and Wynn Paris and Sid McNary, you've been amplified. You guys are beautiful souls and thank you so much for inviting us into a, a conversation about something that I want to see become a tour and that does eventually change the planet. So we're going to be back next week. This is Ken Roshan with Amplified, an influencer channel, with uh, the sponsors being Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, and the Red Carpet Connection. My co-host, Andrea Adams-Miller, thank you so much for putting this show together again, and we will see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
Now, go get your message heard.